So are you getting real qualified leads from Instagram? Like real, real leads. All right, so in the two years I've been at my latest business venture, video production, video marketing, and what I've niched down to uh, over the last almost a year is video podcast production. In the two years, I have failed to get a qualified lead from Instagram. Now, I know a lot of this is going to depend on the industry you're in, the service offerings you have, your pricing, your content. How often you pose, your following, the quality of the content, all of that stuff. But why is it that I've yet to get a quality, qualified lead from Instagram? And I want to know how you guys feel about this. Be sure to leave, uh, right, you know, leave comments, write reviews, share this. Um, so let me get into the details and what I'm talking about and how I've changed and what's different, what I'm going to do different going forward. Um, so... When it comes to the content, that's not a problem for me. Like everything I post is of top notch quality. Like I do video production, so I have equipment, I have cameras, I have microphones, I have lighting, I have all of that stuff to make the content really pop. Um, I go through the editing process, putting captions on there, you know, adding little end screens and all this stuff on to, you know, it stands out. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see that it really like I have some quality content. That's not a problem frequency isn't a problem too if i wanted to post twice a day i could do that no problem but i don't i don't do that i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna give instagram that much of my time and um all that stuff so the quality of the content is not a problem for me um it's what the content brings is now i know i don't have a huge following i got like two thousand followers um so that's not a huge following but I don't like to think that the following is something that affects your um, ability to attract leads. Like, of course it does. And getting your the stuff that you post, um, getting it seen by a lot of people. But, I mean, there's other things like, you know, uh, hashtags, the algorithm working for you and, you know, running ads and things like that. Even when I run ads, you know, I might get a lot of interest, people hitting me up, DMs. Um, but it doesn't. So this is how it normally works out. So I'm not saying I don't get DMs. I'm not saying I don't get um, messages and all that stuff. I get those. I used to get them a lot more than I do now, but I get them. And how it usually works is somebody reach out to me, and I'll, of course, respond back quickly. Hey, yeah, let's jump on a call. My goal is to get them on a call, talk to them. So we talk. It was supposed to be what I'd like to just be a 15-minute call. Ends up being a 45-minute call, an hour-long call to where I'm trying to assess their needs. They're telling me all the stuff that they need and want. Um, and then I tell them, all right, cool. I'm going to put together a proposal for you. And for me, putting together a proposal takes time. So, um, and, I, and I talk about this in a video I recently posted on my YouTube channel. Go check that out. Life of a Video Producer on, uh, on YouTube. And I'll put the link in the show notes. But I talk about how I put together proposals. I even show an actual proposal and what I put in them. But it's, these things take time for me. It takes me, I always tell people, give me a couple of days to work on a proposal. So I like to think about it. I like to be detailed in it. 
I'll put videos in that proposal, videos similar to what it is we're doing. So if they're whatever industry, if they're in a certain industry and I've shot stuff in that industry, I'll put those videos in there. If it's a certain type of video, let's say they're calling for podcasts, I'll put podcasts, uh, video podcasts that I film. I'll put that in there. So I like to make sure that the proposal is detailed. Along with the videos, I put a detail of how the shoot is going to go. Um, from the moment they accept the proposal, this is what the pre-production process is going to look like. This is what we need. If we need a script, whatever, we need photos, all the artwork you're going to have. I want to know your font, what type of font you prefer, your color palette, all that stuff. Cause some, in some cases we may be able to do, produce some of this stuff beforehand and start working on it beforehand, depending on the size of the project. So, um, you know, I want to know who all is going to be in it, the video, who's all going to be speaking, their titles, we can already have that stuff established. That way, when we're done shooting, we go straight to uh, pro- editing, post-production. But anyway, so detail. How is the day going to go? What are we going to shoot first? We're going to do this. We're going to shoot B-roll, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're going to go over here to this location, do that. So all that's in the proposal. And then uh, itemize breakdown of the pricing, what I'm charging them for, how much it costs for each thing. And then... I put at the bottom some add-ons. So if they want to add some things on, they might want to add on a second camera. They might want drone footage. They might want extra social media content. They might want help with posting the content. So I, I'm, this, this is a detailed proposal, right? It's thorough. Um, very professional. I never get any complaints about it. I use Dubsado, by the way. Um, D-U-B-S-A-D-O. Dubsado for my proposals. But So if I get to a point where I'm sending somebody a proposal, that means all right, all right, I feel like you, we might be able to do something. So I send somebody a proposal, and always before I send that proposal, I uh, while I'm on the phone with them, I let them know, hey, once I send this proposal, I want to do a follow-up. So I want to give them a day or so to look at the proposal. If they got a team, they look at it with their team, and then you know we come back together on a phone call, and we go over the proposal and answer any questions they might have. So I always do that. So I send them a proposal, I let them know I sent it. Every time I send it, I send a text and say, hey, I sent it over, boom, 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 it might go to your spam. Then... You know, they get it. They get a couple of days to look at it. We get on that call. And some of these wouldn't even make it to that call. They'd be like, yeah, we looked at it. I've had occasions where people will send me a text saying, yeah, that's out of our price range. Okay. Cool. But some of them will actually get back to that follow-up call. It'll end up being the same thing. You know, let's say the proposal was for 2000 And they'd be like, oh, well, we were thinking something like 500 It's like, whoa. 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 We're way off here, right? So part of the reason why we're way off is because in the beginning, I didn't like asking people what their budget was. I didn't like, you know, outright asking them because I didn't want people to think that that's what I was all about. You know, oh, he asked me for my budget. He must he must gonna come for all of that. You know, try to get me for everything. Charge me at the top of my top. Of my, but and I, was, and I, I didn't want people to think that. But now I do. Right. Like I am asking you what your budget is because here's the thing if you have a real problem in your business then you have a budget for that problem if you have a problem in your business and you feel like a video or some video content assets will help you with that problem then you have a budget for that if you don't have a budget there are people to say well we haven't really thought i never paid for anything like this and but now i know how to you know i know how to Respond to that. It's, it's going to be getting to the problem. Oh, we never really, uh, you know, thought about a budget. We never done anything like this, so we don't know how much this would cost. Well, 
Why are we doing it in the first? Why do you need the video? What's the problem you're trying to solve? What's it worth for you to fix this problem? If you if you solve this problem, what are the what is going to happen with your business? Is it going to bring in more revenue? Is it going to save you time and hours, which equates to revenue in some cases? So what's that worth to you? Find out what that's worth. I don't have time for, oh, we never really discussed this or we don't know what it could cost. Well, you have a problem, right? So let's let's get to that problem. How, what's it worth to you? Again, so that's one thing I had to change, like getting to uh, the budget and asking those questions. That's one thing. And then if 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 them telling me their budget is 500 when I know I don't leave the house for anything less than $1,000, then there's no point in us even, there's no point in me getting that resume or that uh, proposal ready, right? No, it's okay, well, you know, Go look around, shop around, and if things change on your end, you're ready to spend some more money, you can find some more money for that budget, then uh, give me a call. We can, we can, we can talk. Um, another thing is that I've changed is when it comes to social media and people reach out to me on social media is I send them to the website. And I have a video where I talk about this on how, you know, why I do this and I'll go into that a little bit so sending people to the website is making them um, it's putting them through a process it's you having a process and by them going through that, that process it kind of lets them let you know that they're serious in some way right like especially if it's best if it's on your website and I say this because if it's on your website they have a chance to consume your content they have a chance to see what you're about they see they get to see your process. They get to see some of your work. They get to maybe see some testimonials, read some testimonials or whatever you have on your website. But sending them to that, that website kind of takes them to your, it's like getting them out of the club, right? And getting them to a quiet place where y'all can have a better conversation. This is your website. This is your content. This is how it's going to work. This is your home, right? But if, they, if you're having that conversation with them on social media, and I always say like, if they're sending that message to you, they're probably sending that same message to 10 other people. They're probably having that same conversation with 10 other people. They're price shopping. Who's going to give me the most for the least? So I like to take myself out of that conversation and take them through a process. And if they can't go through this, then do I really want them as a client? Are they serious about working with me? All right. And another thing, them filling out that form says, um, well, it gives me a chance to respond to them. Because the way the form is set up, it's going to ask them what their budget range is. And if they don't fall within a certain range, then I don't take the time to talk to them or to reach out to them, to contact them. So now, you know, them filling out the form puts the ball in my court. They have to wait for me to respond to them. Because just as much as they're trying to figure out if I'm the guy for them, I need to know that they're the person of business for me to work with. If we're ideal, if we're a fit, we both got to see each other as a fit. So... That's my way of kind of saying, hey, here's my process. Um, this is how I do things. Fill out this form. I'll get back to you. And if they, they got a budget range that falls below what something I even leave the house for, then I don't even respond to them. It ain't worth my time. It's not worth Maybe I'll send them a message and say, hey, thank you for reaching out. You might want to go try this, this, or this. You know, um, I normally don't operate for anything less than this. If you got something else, then we could talk, but... You know, let them know there's a there's a minimum that you're willing to work for. All of this kind of changed the way I look at 
Instagram. Like I don't make Instagram part of my life anymore. Like uh, removing it from my phone, removing those notifications and only checking it when it's convenient for me. Not putting too much stock into this because after two years of me posting this great content on Instagram and nothing really happened from it, I got to look at something else. I post some great content here. It's above average. Everybody says that to me like, hey, man, you, you post a lot of content and it look good. You look real busy. Yeah, that's the whole point. Or you look real expensive. That's the whole point. But here's another here's a question, though. Am, am I, do I look too, I, this is what it is. I look too expensive to the people that currently follow me. They're not my ideal clients, the people that follow me. So how do I get to another audience? My thing is maybe the audience that I'm, I need to get to, they're not on Instagram. They're not going to Instagram to look for people like me. What I should be doing and what I've also taken up doing is reaching out to people, cold calling, sending cold emails, working on getting better with that. Because I've realized me sitting back and waiting for them to consume my content I'm probably waiting for something that may never happen. Of course, I got the website working for me, SEO, and and uh, you know making sure I'm blogging and updating the website, all that stuff. Got videos, all that stuff on the website. I try to blog at least once a month, put up a new blog post. And now with ChatGPT, that makes blogging a little bit easier because at least gives me gets me started on with blogging, get me started with topics and you know content a little bit. So. I try to make sure I'm doing that. I keep track of what the website is doing as far as traffic, where the traffic's coming from, how much time people spend on it. Like, I'm a nerd for that, that kind of stuff. And I put less stock in, in the social media. I want to know what you guys think. Like, is, is social media, is Instagram really working for you? Do you get, are you getting qualified leads? When I say qualified leads, I mean people who are coming to you, they're going through your process, and you actually, they're paying you what you're worth. Like, they're paying the price to work with you. Is it working for you? So, yeah, I want to know um, if any of this stuff helps you, help you kind of help open your eyes to some things. Like, I'm not going to be putting so much emphasis on Instagram anymore. I've changed my, like, YouTube. I've been on YouTube. Now I'm just kind of putting a little bit more effort into it. I know it's a slow process, um, but I think building credibility on YouTube matters a little bit more than followers on so on, on social media. I mean, YouTube is kind of social media still, but I think building that credibility on YouTube is has a little bit more weight cares a little bit more weight than having followers on instagram so because followers can be purchased they can be bought subscribers can't so um if you build up a good subscriber base on youtube that that brings with it some type of credibility and authority and people see that when they come to your channel and that's where i'm going to be so no longer am i focusing on instagram and if it's not working for you go back look at it Look at how over the last year, how many qualified leads came from Instagram. How many people came to your Instagram, sent you a message, and they turned into paying clients? How many? And be honest. Now, if that number is zero, it's time to switch it up. Either produce better content, post more frequently, or less frequently, and focus on another way of attracting clients. All right, this has been CJ Williams. I want to thank you guys for listening. All this is an attempt to help you show up better. So I'll talk to you guys next time.